millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, welcome to Hardcore Listing with Chris and Stuart. Hello. So, welcome to this episode. Um, it's not like any other episode so far. We are not in the within, nor are we at Acast or in the front room or kitchen of our guests. We are in the pink toothbrush. The hallowed venue yes. that you've worked at for 27 years, I believe. Correct. And I Correct. asked you as we walked in, I wonder how many hours you've spent sta- stood outside that club. Too many. Crazy, eh? Too many. So, we'll talk about the toothbrush in... With, with our guest anyway, because I'm sure it would have featured in his upbringing um, in some way, shape or form. Um, today's guest is Sam Duckworth, also known as Get Cape, Wear Cape, Fly. And Sam's uh, got a studio session this evening, apparently, and he's cut it short to head down to have a chat with us. Thank you very much, Sam. Much appreciated, mate. Um, we've been trying to get this one going for quite a while now, uh, but... Sam's obviously been busy, and for those reasons, you will find out, I'm sure, in the duration of this podcast. Yes, he's a local lad from Southend. Yes. Um, so it was good to catch up with him. Um, go through his top five. We'll leave that for Sam to introduce. Yeah. Um, and also catch up on, you know, his thoughts and feelings about yep. the local area and the music scene and how he came up through that. And just a reminder, if you like your, should we call him alternative alternative music or Indie if you like folk. if you like music whatever you wh- whatever music you like have a little look through our back catalog because we've recorded episodes with uh, Hugo from the Maccabees Mark Morris from the Blue Tones uh, other bands from the area such as Def Guitar Pop and The Milk Mark Moore from S Express, um, James Walsh from Star Sailor yeah Russell Lissack from Block Party um, oh uh <laughs> Hugo White from the Maccabees. We've done that one. And oh, right. um, also Huey from the Fun Loving Criminals, yeah. a fellow podcaster. Yeah. And obviously, let's not forget, kick-ass musician. So there's loads of stuff, and I'm sure we've missed other ones on there, which uh, I do apologise for. Adam Fyset from Baby Shambles. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's loads to get your teeth into in our back catalogue if you like hearing musicians talk about what floats their boats as well as their top fives. So let's shut up and get on with the podcast. Enjoy. It's a drunken soiree in the within. Chris and Stu present our core listing, the podcast. Yeah, hello. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Hardcore Listing. Um, it's a chilly evening and we are in the pink toothbrush, which is rare for us. Normally we're... Either in my, my little back garden bar 
or we're at Acast yeah, or sure. in random people's front rooms, kitchens or wherever we may end up. Yeah. But um, This is definitely the smelliest place we've recorded. Yeah, I guess so. Don't start dissing the club, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it's just that nightclub smell, isn't it? it? Is, Once there's a yeah. few people in here. Uh, I think Phil Jupiter, some documentary, summed it up best. It's um, stale beer, teen spirit, <laughs> and a stench of anger that the last train out of London is at midnight. <laughs> so <laughs> so well, you can't actually go to London, you have to come here. The vomit coming. Exactly, exactly. Well, look, let's... let's Get straight on with it and, and welcome our guest this evening, which is Sam Duckworth. Hey, yeah. Hey, this is um, this has been one that we've been trying to get sorted for a while now, hasn't it? It is, yeah. And so, thank you very much for coming to the toothbrush. Um, yeah, where have you been? You've been in the studio today, right? Yeah, been in the studio in South End. It's so weird being in the brush uh, <laughs> with the lights on, and yeah, it, it's Friday night as well. So you know, in like two hours' time, it's about to become bedlam. It, it, it really is as well. So did did this sort of feature for your your upbringing, the brush? Yeah, definitely. It's. Um, I think I went a couple of years ago. Um, I see you down here not that long ago. You turned up with Mikey about a year ago. Yeah, you both been look about quite a year pissed. Ago. Yeah, I yeah. think. <laughs> Because um, I usually in South End, um, so don't tend to go to the brush unless, you know, the occasion calls. And yeah, me and Mikey have had a lot of fun evenings here. <laughs> yeah, it's it's kind of funny that description because I think every town kind of has somewhere similar that has that um, PE box at school. You know, where yeah. you kind of where you forgot your kit. It's kind of got that, but if you poured a couple of ashtrays over the top and just left it in the garden <laughs> for a year. It's got that smell about it, but also like a proper sweaty rock club. And yeah, I mean, it's good. You know, it's a good place. It's good that we got one of these in Southend. I think it's it's a rite of passage, really, for people from Essex. Do you think definitely. so? I, I think definitely so. I think that, you know, there, there's loads of clubs down the seafront in Southend and they're always playing commercial club music. But if you want to go somewhere and listen to My Chemical Romance at far too loud for your ears... And, you know, or whatever, like rock music, indie, alternative. Yeah. I think it's ingrained in the fabric of Essex. And I think the Pink Toothbrush is the place where you go out, um, where you want to go indie clubbing in Essex. I think that's... Oh, man, 100%. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I, obviously I'm going to champion it. But um, I do think, you know, I, I always still stand on the front door and I watch the people come in for the first time and um, recall my first time coming in here. And for me... Like the, the clubs, it was in that, black and white. It was it? all in black and white then. This was just fields, <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> but um, no, but it it, 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 it it was though. It was like, like, like the clubs you mentioned, it was all quite sterile, sort of mm. faceless dance music, yeah. nothing particularly exciting on the dance front. And there's plenty of it out there, but you know, in a lot of the places we live around here, it's quite sort of commercial dance, yeah, you know, and people go and have a good time do you know what I mean that's what it's about however I remember coming here for the first time and walking in there was a there was a song called Grooving with Mr Blow by Mr Blow and it's like a, it's an instrumental track and it's just a harmonica and it was kind of I think it was embraced by like the Northern Soul sort of scene and I remember hearing that and there was like this must have been 89 or 90 and it was such a crazy mix of people there was like hundreds of hundreds I'm exaggerating there mm -hmm. a lot of like sort of Morrissey clones with yeah. like quiffs and stuff like that and cardigans and there was all your kind of Robert Smith wannabes and there was all these guys with little quiffs and shaved up the sides and back there was into like 
the industrial stuff like Depeche Mode, Nitzreb and, and stuff like that. And then there was, you know, then there was all the stuff like your Wonder Stuff and Carter and things like that. So you had all your kind of, they were called Grebos. And then obviously that, and the whole Manchester thing was going yeah. on. So yeah. this was the closest we ever got to the Hacienda. <laughs> and then fast forward two years and grunge dropped. Yeah. And, and then, you know, it, it, it really populated this place. Yeah. But it was still ridiculously alternative because for the mainstream, I think a lot of people thought, it's just where the scruffy kids go and yeah. like, you know, and, and they're a bit weird and, and, and it was just that perception of it. And then all of a sudden, fast forward another two years and you've got these brothers wearing Ben Sherman's mm. with sharp haircuts, talking <laughs> about football, fighting girls and drinking lager. And then it opened it up and to a degree killed a lot of what was... That scene. A, a killed that scene. I mean, Noel Gallagher famously said when he walked on at Nebworth, he thought, I've systematically killed Indy. And he didn't, mm. but it definitely opened it up because yeah. I think those people that heard definitely maybe then bought Park Life, then bought Different Class, and before you know it, they were buying suede albums and such, and, and then it kind of opened it up to... You know, the everyman. Yeah, my, my experience of the brush was when I was 18, they opened up Baz Vegas, of all wonderful <laughs> places. And so you had all these clubs that, and at that time, when I was 18, it was about 98. It's, so Baz Vegas is, is like a sort of entertainment park type park, thing, isn't yeah. it? Restaurants, bowling, and lots yeah. of them kind of clubs that we <laughs> yeah, just exactly. spoke Jumping about. Jumping Jacks and Main yeah. Street music. And um, that's okay as an 18 year old. But all the main clubs as well, they just put garbage was a big thing. And after a while, you're kind of in there, and you're like, oh, why? Like, this isn't the music I'm listening to at home. And then you find the brush, and all of a sudden, you're like, this is the stuff I'm listening to at home. Mm. You know, it's not just the stuff that you're hearing in the constantly in the the main sort of Saturday morning charts mm. and stuff. And yeah, and then it becomes something that you come to quite a lot, and end up, you know, rolling round on the floor, <laughs> finding so what, cans of red stripe. <laughs> what, what was going on here when when you first started coming? What musically was happening? It was probably the big 2000s emo. Right. Thing. So it would have been yeah, Jimmy Eat World, yeah. Bible yeah. Schools. I think the, the interesting thing for me is that I think whether it's because of that lineage of going back so far and, you know, Britpop being quite all-encompassing. I mean, it was so big, wasn't it, Britpop? Yeah. It was kind of, it was music yeah. for, you know, for that whole length of time, yeah. really. Um You'd find that the brush was somewhere that everyone could go out together. So if you're going from work or there's a group of you that some of you are into one thing and some of you are into another, I think that idea that it's where scruffy people go, it's a place where I think scruffy people and smart people can hang out and it's mm. level. Yeah. I think that was what was always good about it. Like people would always know the Foo Fighters or the Red yeah. Chili Peppers or whatever. Mm. There'd always be tunes, but then it'd always be something pretty underground thrown in. Yeah. And I mean, you know, I, I remember hearing there's a few records that I heard here for the first time that, you know, bands that I still listen to now and I think that that's that's part of the job of a of a good club night isn't it it's definitely to, it's to introduce people to music and to introduce people to people yeah that's it broaden their horizons a bit feed them their greens give them the stuff they like and then slip in another song and then they might be that might grow on them and absolutely yeah it definitely happens you know but yeah you could sort of like if there was a song that you weren't that keen on you can hang around for a bit and know that actually it's going to sort of merge into stuff that you want to hear. You was waiting for the biscuit, of course you was. <laughs> I just, you know, I would request break stuff every half hour. <laughs> <laughs> right, well look, we've, we've plugged the brush way too much already. So, um, Sam, before you say your top five, was there any others you considered? 
I thought every, the ones I've listened, you know, the podcasts I've listened to, everyone says the same thing, and they spend hours thinking about <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. Like, it's, you know, firstly, it's such a good idea, but also there's so, there's so many things that I'd like to sit and make a top five. <laughs> but it just, it just got to a point where, um, well, Six Music we're doing, what's your favourite lyrics? And that kind of stuck with me because the other ones I had were wrestling and emo related and I thought they would be maybe a bit too obvious. <laughs> I was going to do top five wrestling matches of the last 10 years at yeah. one point and that was something I was thinking about but it was just nice. too difficult. And also, I don't want to be that guy that's like, you've got to watch this Japanese wrestling match in Japanese commentary. <laughs> you can find the bowels of the internet. Like, I'm sure there'll be people that listen to the, the network that... Uh, you know, that are big into wrestling, but for everyone else... Well, on the network, boring. we have um, Tuesday Night Jaw, don't we? Yeah. Which is run by Jim Smallman, who runs Progress Wrestling. Yeah, Progress. Yeah. And uh, we had Jimmy Havoc on the other day. And, Did you? How uh, was that? Yeah. Everyone, everyone intact? Uh, everyone was intact. Pretty much. I didn't yeah. get acid rain maker through any tables, did I? <laughs> <laughs> so, no, yeah, it was wicked, wasn't it? Yeah, and so, yeah. yeah, so there, there are people on this who listen to this who are big fans, but uh, like Pips... Pips uh, uh, one and obviously Tuesday Night Draw there are mm. there, that's where the hardcore mm. wrestling fans are but I've been to This Is Progress quite a few times and I, I just love it it's just amazing you ever been there over to yeah the, I went yeah. Um, I've been to a few I went to the, the first couple yeah and I remember it because it, it's mad to think really that before Progress London wrestling scene was everyone kind of was going to you know Kent or to Suffolk you know they were kind of all of the wrestling or you know or to deepest Essex like Wrestling shows were always quite a trek out. Yeah. And then I think since Progress and, you know, there's quite a lot, you know, there's quite a lot of wrestling going on in London now. And yeah. I think that it's kind of mad to think that, like, you know, Zack Sabre Jr. was on the first Progress and then he just, you know, won a Super Juniors tournament. Yeah. It's like you've, you're kind of, you know, it's not just that it's, it's good fun to be at a wrestling show that's kind yeah. of indie, you know, feels quite punk rock. Yeah. But, like, the wrestling's always been incredible. Yeah. Like, it's kind of mad, you know, Ch- yeah. Tommaso Ciampa, you know, all the UK guys that have yeah. come through that, are, you know, Mike Scroll's probably one of the best yeah. independent wrestlers in the world now. Yeah. And he's, you know, been there for the whole time. It's weird, when we said we had you coming on, Pip went, he might choose something wrestling. <laughs> I was super close. Yeah. <laughs> well, if so, you did, we'd probably got Pip, in, Pip on for backup, eh? Definitely, yeah. <laughs> um, what did you settle on? I went top five lyrics. Brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. Good choice. And did that drive you mad? Was you all right with it? Did, was it like, they did own? they come quite easy? <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Off your latest, re- off your latest record. <laughs> First five tracks. So yeah. off a new record, track one. <laughs> so, well, look, um, how long did it take? I mean, if you, it's obviously going to be hard to pin it to five. We understand that. So you can throw some honourable mentions in at the end as well. It, it was interesting because I, I pretty much knew like one to three. You know, yeah. I knew that there's three songs I'm just like okay they're the ones and then there's some there's some songs that you think I don't know what you know I know if if, if it was Lyricist it'd be easier I'd pick that artist straight away but in terms of pinpointing it to a song it was a bit more difficult so are you are you just to get a few rules on this like are you it's delivery part of it as well or is it just if you looked at it on paper there it is I think delivery has to be part of it because I think that and that's what's been interesting about doing it is there's there's probably more you know, kind of hip-hop lyrics, and I, get, I, I don't know, I, I found over the last few years that there's a few lyricists that have just completely bowled me over, and, yeah. and I think that flow is so important to that. Because it, it's interesting, because you see them written down, you're like, that's pretty cool, and then you hear how they scan, 
Yeah. And there's something in that rhythm where you miss the word in the sentence and you go, actually, that's genius. Yeah, so yeah. That. Like, what are your sort of favourite lyrics? Is? So who stands out for you for that sort of thing? Who are you listening to? I mean, there's some some that are in my list. Um, oh, okay. Okay, so, cool. Yeah, All right, well, yeah, spoilers, mate. Of, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. kind of how I picked it, really. Okay. It's like right. fi- fi- my five favourite tracks that instantly I'm like, you know, when you're hanging out with somebody or you're at a party or something, mm. someone's like, put a tune on, oh, check the lyrics out to this one, yeah. it's sick. That's kind of what I've gone for. Okay, you know, all right, cool. introductory, like, Nice. Let's crack on. Yeah. That's so, I mean, in order it. from five to one, like, your best being one, or is it just five you love? I've kept them as five I love, because if I was to order them, I'd, I'd struggle, I think. Yeah. Oh, and also, I think probably my ultimate favourite is super depressing. <laughs> I don't really want to be like, my favourite song ever is so bleak. We done top, we done, we guested on Pip's podcast last week, <laughs> and he done top five songs that make you cry. And bought a bottle of gin round as well. And we just sat in my bar all welling up, didn't we? Just rattling off. Yeah, it was Billy Bragg lyrics. Super depressing. <laughs> uh, but it was really good. Yeah, it was say. great. It was, good fun. it was really good fun. So yeah, so yeah, throw, throw one our way. Number then, five, Sam. I've gone for Hip Hop by Dead Prez. Oh, what? Oh. What? Big, big My records. God, do you know what, Sam? I feel like I've... Because I actually did. I, I started to do mine and I was like, Jesus, this is, this is too much for me at the moment. And I had to rule out hip hop because I was like, oh, so I'm going to be here forever. Yeah. So I steered away from hip hop. Now you're doing hip hop. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> what a good choice, man. I what? just, have you seen Dave Chappelle's Block Party, that film? I no. Haven't, no. Oh, it's like, there's, there's music videos, like documentaries, and then I think this one's in a different class. They had, had a block party in the Marcy Projects, and the roots were the house band. And it was like Dead Prayers, Mace Def, Kanye West, Joe oh. Scott, Erica Bardu. It's the last ever Fuji's gig. It was like mid 2000s. No way. And they take um, all of the artists round. Like Dave Chappelle takes them round to where they all went to kindergarten and where they used to live. That sounds amazing. And they just kind of talk about the history of how, like that, you know, New York hip hop became politicised and how where where all the influences come from. And and you can kind of, yeah, it's like that's that. This song sticks with me because of, um, you know, because of that concert. But just when you realise that how much uh, how many songs at the time you think are just kind of throwaway and then you realise there's hidden depth to them yeah you know I think that's that's the thing with this tune it's like it's a, it's a bass line it's a yeah it's, 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 it's in my, probably my top five hip hop tunes man I yeah. think it's so good there's and never a been a, the club night we do with Pip I've been in Shoreditch I don't think we've ever had that night where that's not been dropped no and, and it's not Although it's super popular, it never felt commercial. It always feels raw, Dead Prez, and the lyrics are. Yeah, and that album in particular, the album it's from, is is so intense. It's it was weird seeing it on the VW advert. Yeah, yeah, course. I totally. I was saying, how ironic is this? Because they're talking yeah. about we'd rather have a Lexus or Justice a well, dream. That, that's a, like, on each one I've kind of picked out is that I'm sick of that fake that fake fag R&B scenario all day on the radio, same scenes in the video, monotonous material. material. <laughs> yeah, you all don't hear me though. These record labels slang our tapes like dope. You can be next in line and signed and still be writing rhymes and broke. Would you have a Lexus or Justice, a dream or some substance, a Beamer, a necklace or freedom? Mate, yes. oh, mate okay. it's so good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, time. Like, okay, like, Dude, every time we play that, usually it's by about midnight and I'm like a few tequilas in and I can't help, I'll be like, if I'm... If yeah, I'm, you're a nightmare if you're in the booth at that point. Because <laughs> <laughs> I can't help but rapping that at the top of my voice. It's so good. It's, oh, it's so good. I think what's great about it as a song is that it is kind of preachy. Yeah, But yeah, it's it kind of preachy in such a 
smart, well-delivered way yeah. that you just kind of go, okay, cool, like you can have that one. Yeah, definitely. And it's not like it's not like all the rest of the the, the show-offy sort of. I've got more jewellery than you hip hop it was a lot rawer than that when it dead prez I think uh, it's it's very much a, a pushing against that I think yeah, yeah. for sure you know, I think there was such an element of f- f- you know people would talk about how you know when hip hop got massive the first time how everything changed I think it's interesting because now it's just part of the fabric of music yeah. yeah you know I don't think it's seen as an underground thing or a subculture no. thing and I think no. there are a few records that came out that just reacted against how massive it was yeah. how everyone would stereotype it yeah. and you know Dead Prez it was it, it's interesting that it holds up I think that's the thing that, I, that has kind of shocked me a little bit about the tunes that I picked is that some of them are very old and some of them are still very relevant you know like you kind of you, you still see the push against posturing yeah. yeah. but I think that like now as, as hip hop's become more acceptable in terms of mainstream culture like the politics is still there and I think because you know artists like Dead Prez absolutely smashed it and the mm. things that they rant about about them videos like <laughs> yeah it's still going on oh yeah do you yeah, know what yeah. I mean yeah yeah that, that hasn't changed yeah, no it's still it's still as relevant now mm. isn't it and, uh, and how it's delivered the, the, they're, they're so like they're, they're, rap, they're rap their rap credentials are amazing the flow on that is just yeah 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 it's ridiculous there's one uh, I can't, I can't do it, but it's that if you're a fighter, rider, bite a flame igniter, crowd exciter, that whole yeah. bit, you're a liar, liar, pants on fire, wolf crier, Asian with a wire. It just bounces as well. Like you don't realise, you know, you don't realise that every, I guess that's what I love, every single word's got a mouth. Yeah. And, and you can you can skip whole parts of yeah. sentences or ideas by just putting a key phrase in. Yeah, 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 definitely. It's um, yeah, and like you said, like the baseline, it's really in essence a fucking simple tune. Like, it's not yeah. a lot to it, but in its simplicity, there's not much more. It's just got so much energy in it. That yeah. baseline, that whirring. It's, it's oh, timeless. Gosh. Yeah. Just before yeah. as well, it's like fake, fake records. Everyone knows yeah. what's coming next. Yeah, so just yeah. gonna get hit with yeah. a big yeah. bassline. Oh, so good, so good. Um, so, as a young kid in South End. What was, I mean, I'll tell you what would be a good question to start with. What was the first lyric that you remember that struck a chord? Because obviously, you know, you're, you're a songwriter, mm-hmm. and, uh, and so obviously your lyrics, as, as everybody knows, are very much a massive part of you as, a, as an artist. So what was the first sort of lyric, can you recall one that sort of struck you? I don't know if I can recall the first lyric. I think the first band was Alkaline Trio. Oh, really? It, where I was just like, okay, this, is, this stands out above all the other artists of that same, you know, same ilk, yeah. why? Why does it resonate with me? And then I realised it was the lyrics. It's a track called Bleeder. It's like, you came to me like a dream, the kind that always leaves, just as the best part starts, it ends so abruptly. And I was like, okay, cool. Wow. Like, yeah. I mean... That gets, that, that, get, that gets me because it's just, it puts you in a really uneasy place. It's quite quick, it's direct, and it's not too over the top. You know, I think different people get different things from lyrics. For me, it's... I, I don't know, Im- imagery... I like the imagery to be quite direct and less poetic. I think lots of people really like poetic lyrics and can understand why that resonates. But I think for me, it's more, you know, less about the feeling and more about describing. Yeah. That's what gets me in lyrics. And yeah, they're probably the first, first band that, that got me just in, in terms of different ways of saying something. Had you picked up a guitar at that point? Yeah, I picked up guitars. Listening to... 
I mean, I was listening to a lot of kind of punk and emo stuff, you know, and there are, there are bands and there were a few lyrics that I thought were really good. And then from that point onwards, you know, I guess like Rage Against the Machine always a band as well. Like you, you, you realise that you can be the best band in the world at what you do and be that political, direct, yeah. you know, emotive, you know, and that, I guess, yeah, they're the first kind of records that, that stuck with me. And then from that point onwards, it's, when you, I think when you start writing lyrics, you really appreciate what feels like a throwaway lyric, but it's yeah. actually really clever. I think that's, that's something that, you know, that as I moved away from just listening to punk and started listening to other things, you, you know, I remember the first time hearing Talking Heads, and being like, mm-hmm. okay, cool. Like, yeah. This is this is interesting. Like, it's yeah. dance music, but look what they're doing, you know, or how they how they're saying these points, and yeah, and then from that point, I, I you know, every time I'd listen to a song, I'd listen to it differently. Yeah. It was it was quite a cool process of just listening to noise and aggression or whatever, yeah. and then suddenly it being like, okay, what what's what's underneath this? Absolutely, don't yeah, and David Byrne. Um, could sit here and I could talk about him for hours, mate. I yeah. really could. I did actually notice this week that um, he'd done Desert Island Discs, and uh, oh, to to that. so that could be yeah, uh, ten tunes mm. by David Byrne. Yeah. That could be pretty, uh, pretty spectacular. Yeah. And that, that's a weird one talking heads because I, I didn't grow up in Southend. I grew up in Grays, and, uh, and much like Southend, it's a pretty testosterone-fueled area, mm. and you know there's especially being a lot older than you used to, there weren't huge flag wavers for it's all right to be a little bit different and, you know, mm. you haven't just got to listen to what's in the charts. And, and But there was there was an exception. It was really weird. All the kind of tough kids. I remember, like, literally when I was probably, like, 12, like, was spraying the word talking heads on walls. And I remember, like, right. the, and hearing about talking heads and thinking... That's unexpected. And... And I remember hearing, like, and she was on the radio, and I remember thinking, and it reminded me of, of a madness track called Bed and Breakfast Man. And I remember thinking, like, because it's really melodic, it's really good pop. And I was thinking, oh, this is good. And then my mate had the VHS of um, Stop Making Sense. Mm. And, and seeing him with the big suit on stage, just thinking, fucking hell. I mean, that's seminal, isn't it? Completely, completely. And just being absolutely struck by something that was different and, and exciting and didn't sound like anything and he was you know for me at that age he's just a bit of a weirdo and like and and just that introduction to like the curiosity about things that you aren't seeing necessarily on top of the pops every week it was saying a little bit weird and it was like oh, I want to know more about this and uh yeah oh, let's let's stop talking about talking it's a shame it, so it wasn't right. an opening of the seal for the rest of greys then that was just you you saw you saw that little bit no it was, it was one of them things like um talking heads was one of them bands that, that, that all the tough kids at school listened yeah. to i don't know why yeah. it was just it, it it was the album um what's the album with and she was and wrote in, uh, little Speaking little creatures little is it little, little creatures yeah, I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is, and it's 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 uh, got the greatest sleeve as mm. well. Like, um, but yeah, let's let's not carry on about talking. Let's not be here for <laughs> fucking ever. <coughs> well, uh, should we do number four? Let's do it. Yeah, what's what's your number four? I've gone for "Depressing" by Courtney Barnett. Oh, nice. Like that, and um, sometimes I just sit and think. Sometimes I just sit. That album is so good. <laughs> like, it, it's funny because it's a relatively new record. 
to be in a kind of list of all-time faves, but that record is genius. Like, the more I listen to it, like, it's, I've started running, which I don't really like, but I have to do. Yeah. And that's just become the album that I listen to so when I run. you can't pour through, yeah. It's just such a, like, it's such a great way of, like, summing up kind of sarcastic, modern-day, melancholic yeah. kind of ideas. Like, like this tune, it's, it's really clever. It's just about going to view a house. And I, I think as a subject, you know, it, it's not a subject that most people would write about. Mm. Definitely, it's, it's quite unique. In that, it's <laughs> really cool. Like, it opens, it's like, just talking about it. Like the, I, I don't want to kind of go into this one too much because I think it's one of those tunes that if someone puts on for the first time or if they haven't heard it, it, like, it doesn't give too much away. But it just starts with the, you know, it's around the idea of like, looking out further than where you're expecting to look at because you can get more for your money in the suburbs. And I think yeah. that, that, that already <laughs> yeah. is, like, you know, as an Essex man, that kind of makes sense. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I'm, I'm, you're saying about like, people hearing it for the first time, what we will do as well, Sam, is with, with all your songs, and we'll throw a few in the mix mm. as well, we'll put together, a, we've got our own um, Spotify account, so we Great. put playlists together yeah, so people can... We'll put the link up and people can go over and listen to all the songs that, that are in your list as well. Okay, cool. Um, I mean, so yeah, it starts with, um, you said we should look out further. I guess that wouldn't hurt us. We don't have to be around all these coffee shops. Now we've got that percolator, never made a latte greater. I'm saving $23 a week. You're just like, okay, cool. <laughs> o- o- opening verse, funny. Yeah. But, you know, then it goes on to talk about, you know, the, the characteristics of the house and then goes into looking at a photo of you know, what looks like a divorcee and then finding out that it's a deceased estate right. and how kind of going into the m- mental mindset of the reason that it's cheap is because people used to live there and now they don't exist. And it's, yeah. like, it's quite heartbreaking. Yeah. Yeah, and it's yeah. a really funny and kind of slapstick way of doing some, a song about urban sprawl and yeah. also about that yeah. kind of how generations pass. I think to do both and to not feel like it You've left the song thinking, I'm emotionally exhausted. Yeah. Like, and that album does that on so many different subjects, but yeah, this song's so good. A song that could, on a premise, sound quite mundane, yet yeah, that's the whole expertly, album. expertly yeah. woven. There's like songs about going swimming and fancying somebody in the next lane, and it's actually like a metaphor for kind of, you know, differences in people and relationships. Relationships. Just yeah. like okay, like I, I don't know. I, I'm I'm a big fan of something that you know, that looks boring yeah. and then on the face of it and then you delve into it and you realise it's, yeah, it's describing something boring but it's looking at it from a different angle. I, I got lost in watching anything on YouTube about her and one of the songs that I'll very nearly put on this list is Being Around by the Lemonheads. And are you familiar with that song? It's, it's very short and yeah. sweet and it's just a little love song and... And there's her and Evan Dando performing that on YouTube, and it's fucking amazing. Now, when you just think to crackers right there <laughs> singing one of my favourite songs, it's, 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 yeah, it's lovely. That I'll, I'll, I'll throw that on the playlist definitely. Well, did you have you did you put together a five? Have you got any lyrics you want to throw in there, mate? While you I've got a talking? couple. I've got a couple. Um, so I'm going to. Um, a lot of them are kind of. There's little. Shu says he's got a couple and he's got like about no, eight, I've got, eight, I've got, eight no, I've got, I've got, I've got the lyrics on here and, oh, okay, and okay. I know when I've done Pips I've done yeah. Tank Park Salute by Billy Bragg yeah, yeah, yeah. and so I'm not going to do that one sure. 
And I know I've done Brickback by Billy Bragg, mm -hmm. so I'm not going to do that one. Mm -hmm. um, but there's a track called Valentine's Day is Over, mm -hmm. and I, I just adore it, absolutely adore it. And there's, there's a, a someday boy, you'll reap what you've sown, you'll catch a cold and you'll be on your own. And you will see what's wrong with me, is wrong with everyone that you want to play your little games on. Poetry and flowers, pretty boys and threats. You've gone to the dogs again and I'm not placing bets. When you're coming home tonight, anything but blind. If you take me for granted, then you must expect to find mm. Valentine's Day is over. And I, I just love it. Mm. I just, yeah, it's, it's, that was a little one that I wanted to throw in there. Oh, it's nice. Um, you are. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all new Cerebral way an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Big Billy Bragg fan. Yeah. We've got to get him on at some point, haven't we, yeah, if we that'd could. Be, that'd be the dream. That'd You've be. worked with him, haven't you? Yeah, I've done a few things with Billy over the years. Yeah, a little bit jealous of that. So, <laughs> as is Pip, and like every, the, last two one, the last two people we've had on here have both yeah. worked with him. Well, how did yours come about then, Sam? How did you start working with Billy? Um, I went to Glastonbury, I think, in 2003. And it was the first year they brought the left field back. And I don't know if you heard of him, but I just heard loads of people being like, you're going to love it. Yeah. So I went to see Tony Benn do this Sunday sermon kind of thing, and then Billy would play pretty much straight after. And, yeah, I was bowled, completely bowled over, really. And, I don't know, it's interesting. I think everyone's got different things they like about Billy Bragg. I think that, I mean, lyrics is a big one. Mm -hmm. you know, he's mm -hmm. one of the best. I mean, my next, my next tune's actually a Bragg tune. So. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, right. I haven't just listed it, have no, I? No, <laughs> that's but that's the other thing. Like, I was going through so many of thinking which one. Yeah. You know, he really has got, you know, there's not many people that would have five to ten contenders if you're Completely. trying to get the five favourite lyrics yeah. at the time and you know I could have done five favourite brag lyrics and, and what's what's amazing is it was one of the first people that I'd heard singing in a style that everyone I know 
talks like. Spoken, yeah. Yeah. You know, he's he, he's not got an affected vocal. It's it's Essex through mm. and through. And yeah, he's. Uh, and the subjects are very estuary as well. Completely. <laughs> you know, I think from people, you know, people living in mobile homes and caravans, temporary yeah. accommodation, right the way through to the scenery. Yeah. That kind of juxtaposition of yeah. concrete and like stunning beauty. Yeah. It's like, to me, that's estuary life. Yeah. It's like for every bit of, for, you know, for every ugly car park, there's, you know, there's a constable watercolour just around the corner. Yeah, absolutely. And that, you know, and I think that him summing that up, the more, the, you know, the, I think the more I got to know his music, the more I realised that there's lots of parts around the country that are like that. I think, you know, you, you, where you have that kind of contrast of industrial or post-industrial with, like, British landscape. Absolutely. And I think it is certainly present in the, in the suburbs. Definitely, you know, all, all the towns orbiting the M25, you, you get that. They almost, they're almost like templated. Like Basildon is very similar mm. to Stevenage. They're, they're miles away from each other, but you still have that aspect, definitely. Mm. Let's do the brag Let's one. Let's do then. a brag. So I went for Help Save the Youth of America. <laughs> I, it, I was close to going for Great Leap Forward, and I think that's, pro I probably prefer it, um, definitely as a historical document. I think because it's interesting because he started updating it. <laughs> like, oh, really? Yeah, I've got a few versions over the years that they come on the box sets and stuff from different right. eras. That's and my favourite album as well. Is it? Yeah, it's, uh, oh, man. <laughs> so, like, it's, it's so good. And, you know, it, he'll just tweet, tweet lyrics every so often. But I went with uh, Help Save the Youth of America just because it's like it's still going on. Like, it's, a, you know, a song about, you know, the two things that have been. <laughs> Issues, well, three things really that have been issues for American youth are homelessness, drugs, and guns. Mm -hmm. You know, and I think that that's still Massively. big American issues. Yeah. And yeah, I think what, what's clever, well, clever is probably the wrong word, but what I like about this song is that it's so blunt, but because of the way that the song flows, you don't, re it, you don't really feel the bluntness of it. Yeah. Like, so I think, you know, Levi Stubbs' Tears, I absolutely love, but yeah. you know that's a heavy tune. Yeah. Whereas Help Save You from America is quite buoyant. Yeah. Mm. And it's, you know, it's quite melodic and sing-along-y, but it's also got like a like kind of American surf blues yep. thing to it as well. And uh, that's, you know, that's what people underestimate about Bragg is that he, he's pretty, you know, for a solo artist that plays an electric guitar of 20 albums, he's still quite, quite different Completely. from song to song and able to kind of, switch from style to style and I think you know it does have you know backbone and blues and punky stuff but I think he sells himself short when he says like I'm a one man clash I can't play the guitar yeah you know, I've done enough shows of him to know that he can't play the yeah. guitar he just you know I think I think he'll he'll lose his voice and have a cup of tea and then the crowd will sing louder and I think the same point is you know when he knows that people are listening to him he'll do a little trill on the guitar and give everyone a knowing wink it's like yeah I can't actually play this thing lovely yeah, so as, um, I like this, uh, a nation with their freezers full of dancing in the streets, while outside another nation is sleeping in the streets. And that's, yeah, that's pretty you know, that's spectacular. Bag, isn't it? Like, and, you know, this is the land of the opportunity, and there's a monkey trial on TV. You know, yeah. I, I think the, his, you know, relationship with the American military in this song, I think probably makes more sense for me or for people now because of, TV, documentary, yeah. film, you actually kind of get that relationship. Yeah. But yeah. at the time, you know, the kind of big, brave American soldier mentality would translate to the UK, but not actually have that yep. undertone of, 
you know, rap, mass homelessness post-Vietnam, yep. yep. you know, all the kind of syndromes that went, went with that yep. and how America as a superpower getting itself into these conflicts, its effect on everywhere else. Mm. So I think that, you know, that part, that context, you know, that song coming out of that time, I think it would have been pretty cutting. Mm. You know, I don't necessarily think there would have been something like it that would have had, yeah. you know, that level of, you know, because yeah, you can clearly understand it. Yeah. Well, he was a squaddy as well, wasn't he? Yeah. Right. And, I, and I think that's the thing with Bragg is that he has, I don't know, he's left wing. Yeah. But he's a geezer. Yeah, that, that's, yeah. that's exactly it. He's left wing and he's a geezer. All right. And I think that's, I think there's, there's a lot of people in Essex that are like that, you know? Yeah, he's seen that. He's been, he's been being a squad and being in the army and coming out of that. You can be disillusioned. You can, you can go into that. I've had friends go in that, as in the tank battalions and that, because they didn't have much direction in life, and they come out and they're like, well, in some ways I'm really grateful for having been in the army, and in other ways, hugely, it's opened my eyes to such a load of bullshit that yeah. happens on the planet. And But Billy was capable and creative enough to sort of like take that and, and make it into music and, and be political with it as well. And I don't think it's shoved down people's throats either, really. I'm not, you know... Uh, when you started playing, it was you was this pre kind of seeing Billy Bragg and stuff because I know Pip as well, like you would go out and and, and busk and play and and much like Billy did, he had the electric guitar with the two speakers in the rucksack coming out above each shoulder <laughs> and would just turn up and play places and you know that takes some stones, doesn't it? It really does. That's uh, you, you, you've got to be confident in in what you want to say to do that otherwise you know sometimes you just gotta yeah it's not you might not even have that much confidence yeah. Pip, especially the, then as well yeah Pip's, Pip's first time ever doing it in front of anyone was outside of um, <clears throat> Island Records and, and it was the DJ Shadow album launch The Outsider and we were just standing out there and he had a little stereo and um, I could see him almost backing out of it in his head so I started taking the piss out of him a little bit, calling him chicken Brilliant. to help my friend. But That's then the, he, that, there's the Essex that we know. Yeah. But, then, but, to, but in that way that I know would stoke him a little bit, and he just got on and did it. And I, you know, it's like he didn't have that much confidence, but he knew that he, it was something that he wanted to do and wanted to achieve. And over the years, obviously, he's, now you, you know, you know, he's confident as as fuck. I know we're throwing <laughs> lots of parallels between the, the periods, um, but 2006 was pretty much when you broke through yeah. yeah and and it did feel you know for, for me being here and, and and putting bands on and stuff like that that it did feel like for a moment there was quite a, a strong body of work coming out of this area yeah it was really you exciting. know i know when you know th th there was you know a south end scene of the the horrors and these new yeah. puritans <clears throat> and, and and yourself and baddies <clears throat> and, and 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 scroob as well i think he's definitely st back I think there's probably more really, really good bands in this county now than I've seen in a long time. Yeah. You know, and I think it's it's the same it it's a similar feel to to then in that there's some I, I don't really know how to describe it other than I think that I say estuary because I think it's very similar on the other side in what's happening in Margate at the yeah. moment as well, and exactly the same thing. I think when there's something to push against like that's when estuary music really comes forward. I think that's what brought, you know, Depeche Mode and Prodigy mm. 
And, uh, you know, it's that idea of we can't really get what we want anywhere else, so we're going to have to make it here. Yeah. And I think that's come in a way that there's, well, there's, there's quite, a, you know, and I think it's trickled down a little bit from London because there's a lot of really good kind of jazz, crossover jazz stuff at the moment. But I think that there's, you know, the musicianship and that element of things of like everyone, everyone's well on top of their game. And I think their Cool Thing Records has is, is, is been really cool. I think Asylums yeah. are great. Yeah. I mean, what, what's good about Asylums is if you'd heard any of the other bands that you're in, yeah. they sound like the best product of all yeah. of them. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. You know, absolutely. It's, it's, pro- like it's, it's loud, it's fuzzy, it's Essex, but it's, yeah. it's really good. We Watching them perform as well is something else. We have yeah, Mike, pretty like one of the first ever ones we've done, yeah, Mike yeah. come down and... We got quite drunk, didn't we, in, in, in the shed? Yeah, we still um, weren't used to not getting fucked out of our faces <laughs> yeah. whilst recording podcasts. And it was brilliant chatting to Mike. Mm. And j- just through... Um, we were talking about a guy called Mike who was in a, a band called Engerica, um, uh, to, to start with was the sort of first breakthrough band yeah. for, for mm. him, wasn't it? And, uh, and they played here. And, and it was... And I still to this day say it's the greatest show I've ever seen in here. And I've seen Radiohead in here. <laughs> and, uh, but, um, That's ridiculous. <laughs> and we got the, I'll show you the contract later. We got the contract that Radiohead agreed to perform for the sum of £50 as support act for the Sultans of Ping FC. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Unreal. Um, but, um, but, but, yeah, they, um, they, were, they were playing. And, and, and I'd never seen them before. Mm. I knew Mike because he'd come down here and... I remember seeing, like, did you, I think you saw in Gerica, like, yeah. and Dave, as a front man, was, I just, he was incredible. I like, think that Engerica, Smother, Resin yeah. trilogy, Smother. Yeah. that yeah, period, yeah, yeah. those three bands, yeah. like, there was, it, it's interesting, isn't it, when you think of, like, scenes of music that didn't get through. I'm sure yeah. every town has bands that were just mm. ridiculously amazing that yeah. everyone kind of wonders why yeah. I think in an internet age yeah. the three bands were you know people were giving the credit because they were all ridiculously they were they really well. talented Smother was pretty pretty special to watch yeah. And, yeah. and I think it's nice that like that sound now lives on yeah in you know because it it's very you know it's very Essex yeah you know you can you can feel that kind of tension in in it you know it's got it's it rock music down here is always you know is always pretty tech you know like there's always a, a level of musicianship and anger in in it well you can trace that back to the feel goods and and, yeah. and all sorts of stuff you know i think you can't i think because there's so much history in in the county and in the venues that still exist i don't think you can get away with not being very good yeah i think like hype gets you to a certain point but the venues are a certain size and have got a certain prestige that and I think especially then when everyone worked in music shops. Yeah. Like you'd you'd know that like the headliners would work in PMT or in Cool or whatever <laughs> and you'd be like, oh, okay, right that you know, then I'm gonna next time I try my guitar I'm gonna make go and try a guitar out that I definitely can't afford. <laughs> I'll make sure I just and slip him a flyer and say, Hey, I'm in a band <laughs> Oh, it's so exciting them times, isn't it? It's just like you've just got everything ahead of you and it's just yeah, fun times. Eyes full of dreams. Absolutely. I, f- I think it's. I think there's uh, there's a lot of good stuff now. I think Longy's wicked. Like he's really good. Oh, he was in a band. I, you were talking about bands that you know where what happened or where mm. it was a shame. Uh, they were then London Black Market, but Black Market. Mm. Some of their songs, man, just blew me away. And how they, they, 
to even now, when I get them, I listen to yeah. them, I'm like, that is the fucking bollocks. That's better than any indie I ever listened to. I, I loved it so well, bad. I, I, I was remember. so gutted when it never really happened for them. He was in a band called Fleet before that. Oh, right, yeah. And, and they, they had mm-hmm. some... Uh, I think they got a little deal. I can't think what come of it. But, um, but yeah, Nick's, Nick's got a cracking voice. He's got a, such a unique, great voice, Nick. Yeah, because his um, studio is next to the share studio of Reese from Youth Club. Um, and then, yeah, down big shout Road. out to, to the youth club lads, you know, Reese, yep. what, what a talent he is as well. Yeah, it's wicked. Their new stuff's really good as well. Like, they're, they're a frustrating bunch because it's so good. Yeah. You know, that you just want them to just kind of like play more shows, please. Like, but at the same time, it's good they've taken a bit of time out. Like, Joe is a ridiculously good producer, writer. And yeah, so that hearing a lot of new stuff from them, Lydia Kitto as well, who's kind of in every single band, in everyone else's band, she's ridiculous keyboard singer what's the other band on Cool Thing um, on Cool Thing they've got a song called Castles um, it's Suspects no no oh god what are they called um, it's a three piece Re- all, not all, the fe- all female no no it's three lads um, oh, I can't think what they're called oh my god it's it's phenomenal as well sounds like sort of sugar Almost a bit sort of early pixies, a bit of six by seven. It's, it's, oh, I've seen him. I've seen him at the grand play. It's a, it's a cracking racket. Yeah. It really is. It's, yeah. a, it's a really good, really good noise. Right, well... Should we do a three? Yeah, let's, let's, let's get on to your next one. So this is three or this is two? This is two? This is two. Bloody hell. Okay, number two. I've gone for the streets. Nice. It's di- this was so difficult because I wanted to pick Blinded by the Nights. Yep. That's just such a descriptive European song, bub. Yeah. I mean, as you can imagine that there's that cafe that was opposite Fabric. You can imagine <laughs> oh, like, that's what it was written yeah. about. Yeah. Like, you know, mates for life, people yeah. you just met. But I went, I went with On yeah. the Edge of a Cliff. Nice. Like, just because the audacity of getting this chorus to scan has to make it in there. <laughs> so for, for billions of years since the outset of time, every single one of your ancestors survived. Every single person on your mum and dad's side successfully looked after and passed on to your life. What are the chances of that like? It comes to me once in a while, and every time I tell folk, it gets the best smile. It's like, it, it, he, you know, he paints pictures of Britain. He paints pictures of certain things. Yeah. But this song, it's like, it's, it's life-affirming. Left wing and a geezer. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> yeah, as yeah, a theme. Yeah. But yeah, like, I mean, there's, there's, so many, there's so many street songs that the of what you know i think of of the lyricists of the last 10 years in the uk i think him kate tempest probably have yeah. to go up as you know the the two narrators of british club life or like hip hop dance music whatever like they sum up what it's like to you know to be in those environments kate's an insane writer well you you put out one of kate's I was the first person to get any of her stuff on to CD because we, we, did a, we did a spoken word night called Saturn Lizard Lounge. And this, this was kind of near fabric. This was in a venue that was opened up for a little while. It was like a coffee shop come live music venue. And then one night we had Kate on and a bunch of others. And I was just like, are you, record, are you putting anything down? Are you recording anything? And she was like, no. And I was like, look, just come, we'll set up a, another night here where it's just you, and we'll just pay, pay the sound engineer to record it, and then you can just put it out. And that's what she did. It was awesome. And um, 
Yeah, it's mad to think. But it's, to me, I'm not really surprised at how successful Kate is. She's the best. Because me, because the first time, as soon as you watch her perform, it's just standout. Like when there was a lot of the spoken word that was happening, when Pip was blowing up, you know, and yourself back in 2006, and we were going to spoken word gigs all the time, me and Pip. And when you see Kate, she stands out. Of, 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 of amazing solid ta- talent she still stands out lyrically and her delivery and, and her love and of hip hop the band are so great as well oh, like yeah. Quake is just as a drummer he's yeah. ridiculous like it slips time and feel in a way that you know it, it's, it's jazzy but it grooves and I think what, what it's testament to how great she is is she just bounces over everything you know she, they're, they're, I think there are very few artists that can hold a room in the palm of their hand like she can yeah you know and I think you know I think Skinner's the same it's a similar parallel mm, yeah it's like how to make life you know seem beautiful in its kind of in its struggles and in its intensity and in its and know, I think sometimes. I get the same from Skinner as I do from Bragg in regards to the way he writes you can just shut your eyes and you can just see it you can you can just like I think he writes in such a way that like you can picture that like as you were saying you can picture them characters and yeah. like and it's just hello my name's Terry and I'm a law abider. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like you know and you've all met these people <laughs> yeah. like so it's instantly relatable and you can it creates a visual straight away and 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 I, and I kind of like that. In, in He's people. honest, I think he has an honest perception of his life and who he is, and that comes out on how he writes yeah. and. Yeah, so you have that earnest in, in his writing. And it does paint a picture. Even things like, Brian Body Arch used to turn my stomach listening mm. to it. Because I've been there. You yeah. know, I've, I've, I've been, th- I've felt that. Washing up bowl in my crown, that's <sighs> the one. Yeah. The same piano loops over and over. You're like, wow. That's <laughs> like, being out late for far too many nights in a row, yep. thinking about how magic the world is, <laughs> and thinking about how deep the descent into... The next few days is going to be. Oh, yeah, that's a very good shout, Sam. Do you want to throw one in before Sam does the top slot? Put any in there, boy. I had one of these ones when when I started dinging. He says, "I've got none," because I think I was a bit emotionally drained from the songs that make you cry. I was like, "I don't think there's anything left in me." And then I started, and I was like, "Oh shit, no, there's loads." Oh, what shall I, what shall I do? Um, this is from the new. This is from this is from my time in, in the um, the pink toothbrush uh, okay. back when new metal. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not doing. Um, I feel like a chainsaw. <laughs> Don't you know I'm a chainsaw? <laughs> Something like that. Um, no, mine is uh, was was from a band I was absolutely in love with when I first started coming to the brush, which was Incubus, their first mm. two records. Um, I don't know what I don't know what science what record that was second third record anyway and it um, actually it's not from science it's from the record after and um, it's off a song called um, Make Yourself and um, that was a big single wasn't it yeah yeah I loved that song I thought it was really good it's quite uplifting and it's quite um, self affirming it's just the line you should make amends with you and I kind of quite like that. I like the honesty of it. Is that you should you, just your general acceptance. And it, oh god, I was such a fanboy of Incubus at that point. I thought that nothing would ever be written that was better than science. Every now and then I listen back to it. And I'm still like, shit. These kids were like 16, making crazy music. Yeah, I was listening to Morning View. And was I, I think that holds up still. Yeah. I, like it, it's it's funny, isn't it? There'd be a band that were absolutely massive and underground that don't get through yeah. a generation. 
Yeah. I think it'd be interesting to see if Incubus reformed, it would either be humongous or no. Yeah. You know, like, you don't hear them be- talked about, but that, you know, three records, you know, Science Make Yourself, Morning View in a row. And let's, let's, yes, let's it's impressive. They were so talented. And he yeah. was a handsome he lad to front his, a band as well, wasn't his he? His voice was was singing like with a bowl of fruit in his mouth. It was it was rich. It I was think deep. Drive was so big that it kind yeah. of I don't know. People thought they were a bit of a you know. I think Stained were around at the same time, and everyone probably <laughs> thought they were a bit of a similar vibe. Yeah. yeah. And because there was a lot, it was quite hip hop, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Like yeah. science was like DJ Life dabbing. and whatever. Did they do? Did they do part of me? Yeah. Oh, that was a tune. Yeah, was. it was cool, man. It was solid. I think that... Because when I first heard it, I didn't kind of... I didn't really like them. I heard them off... Because um, Spawn, the movie, was out. And uh, they did a record on that. And I was like, who the fuck is this? I didn't like his boy... Ba- almost boy bandish voice. And then... And then I listened to Science. And it's just... Lyrically, he was such a wicked... He was writing stuff at 18. His, his diction, his articulation yeah. then was so... Um, so wide... And intelligent. I was like, "Fuck me, man! Like, how is he writing this well?" And all his band were playing so good that, um, yeah. I mean, I didn't, I didn't have to think much for you should make amends with you, um, if only for better health. I, I don't know. There's loads you could quote from Incubus off those, like you say, off those three records, and they did keep evolving. And I didn't evolve with them. Like, I think pretty much by Morning View and that, I started moving on to other things and. At least as a band, I don't think they constantly stayed the same. They weren't the same as when they started, like on Fungus Among Us. And that's good for bands, like that they keep evolving. I think people always expect bands to, well, some people like them at one point, and when they move on, they're going, oh, they're shit now. And it's like, no, they're just growing. They're doing their own thing. And, yeah, so that would be mine. Make yourself. So we'll throw a few... Honourable mentions yeah, you know, sure. after the sure, top yeah, spot. Sure. So, um, what, what's numero? I, I know these aren't in any order, but um, what is your number one? So, I'll throw in an honourable mention quickly. Yeah, the best opening, because this is what got me thinking about it. it was in Six Music they did best opening lines of songs. Yeah. There's Rings Around the World, Super Fairy Animals. Oh. It's just you expose the film in me. Oh wow! Yeah. <laughs> that's, so, that's so beautiful, and and so of of a time. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, uh, for my, my such a good lyric. I, I saw. So did you see the Super Furries? Uh, the Esplanade. No, I didn't. He was probably about twelve, actually. But uh, <laughs> I remember there being um, black and green Super Furry animal stickers everywhere around town. <laughs> oh, they were absolutely amazing. <laughs> absolutely amazing. I got very, very drunk and left the Esplanade, which is on South End Seafront. Now the people behind that have now moved up to Chinneries, and we'll mention Chinneries shortly. Um, I got very drunk and then decided I was going to go and jump in the sea. Oh. And jumped in the sea and then went back to get my mates on the venue and, and Gruff, Griff, Gruff, yeah. however it's pronounced, was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And I was just like, I just had a swim. And he was like, should we go and all have a swim? I was like, yeah, let's do it. And I think he was just like, yeah, fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Oh, yeah, we could, we could talk about super furries as well. Mm. Uh, they've got some... Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. They've designed must-have travel styles for when you need to jet. The lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit make these shoes some of the most packable styles ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Take the Superlight Tree Runner on your next adventure. Its cushy, lightweight foam midsole supports every step, and the extra outsole traction gives you the grip to just go for it. 
The eucalyptus fiber upper adds next level breathability to keep you going all day. Plus, the super light tree runner is comfortable and ready to go right out of the box. So, what can you do in a super light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's a l l b i r d s.com code SUPER24. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Oh. They're, they're an unbelievably underrated band. Absolutely. I think... If they you... came out at a time where, yeah, I just think other bands were getting so much more coverage, weren't they? And I think it's, it's got to be a Wales thing. It has to be some kind of inbuilt pre- English prejudice towards them because <laughs> yeah. you go to Wales and you've got the Manics and the Super Fairies from yeah. a similar era. Yeah. And both are... Stereophonics. Yeah. yeah. And, like, it's a, that time there's some solid bands, but I think if... There's certain songs on, you know, on Gorilla and on Rings Around the World that if they came out now, yeah, you juxtaposed with fresh. you. Oh, mm. Yeah, just supposed I'm juxtaposed with you. Mm. Do you know what so I mean? Cool. Like and yeah. and well, I mean we used to rinse them in here all the time, and there can't be many bands that have a track where all they say is hey, don't give a fuck about anybody else. Mm. Like don't give a fuck about anything anybody else. Yeah, mm. man, don't give a fuck. Like, It's just a fucking tune as well. It's just an absolute indie floor filler stomper. And it's, oh, what a band. What a band. And I think maybe because they obviously and rightly so embraced their Welshness and released yeah. albums in Welsh as well, didn't they? Like, so whether or not that hindered the kind of... I think uh, I can imagine what it's like, you know, having worked with record labels and having a, an absolutely monster hit and then coming back with, like, the next album we want to put out is in a foreign language. Yeah. yeah. You can imagine people in London just being like, oh, no, what yeah. are we going to do with this? <laughs> yeah. How are we going to get anybody to interview them? It's like, well, we just talk to them like you normally do. Yeah. You know, and, uh, but I think that there's something about that, that pride, you know, in them. Um, but it was, it's funny because um, Barry Horns, who, like, um, Gav and Tom from Adequate 7, like, Scott, Like one of the best, I think one of the best, absolute best, like ska punk bands that, that has been in the UK. Um, they have there's a football of Wales footballer called Barry Horn, and mm-hmm. they're the official like supporters marching band. <laughs> and um, when Wales did so so well in the Euros, like everyone was singing that ain't nobody yeah. like yeah. Joe Ledley. <laughs> and like the Barry Horns did it on stage with the Super Furries at a gig. Yeah, like, okay, cool. Like, it's not just that, that Welsh pride is about like we're from Wales. It's like yeah. they love it. 
Yeah. They are like a symbol of a, a whole generation of yeah. like alternative thinkers and artists. Yeah. Like that, all of that artwork for their stuff is still looks incredible. Yeah. And you go to Spillers or other places like that, like Cardiff looks like super furries artwork. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's got it's, it's like I guess with like Banksy and Bristol. It's like the street art and the, the cultural <laughs> yeah. art has shaped the way that people now look at the city. Yeah. I remember when we, years ago in my band, we were touring and we played Club Ivor Back mm. and we, we supported this band and they were called Terrace. Do you remember them? No. And, uh, and the front man was a bit Ian Curtis-like and they were managed by um, one of the guys from another Welsh band called 60 Foot Dolls and... Uh, Newport band. Yeah. And, and we thought we were a bit special then. We was, we was playing a lot and we was getting quite tired. I remember thinking, mm. yeah, we, we've got something to say here. Yeah. And this band called Terrace come on. They didn't have a bass player. They had like a little 303. Mm. And, and it was like a hybrid of Joy Division and Public Enemy. <laughs> and I've never seen anything like it. And I remember just watching it thinking, what am I fucking bothering? There's no, and then literally about three months later, they become this massive thing, front page of the NME, got all this hype, and then it just, just didn't happen because exactly. his voice was so abrasive and and, and Welsh, mm. it just didn't transcend, uh, and it, it should have done because they were absolutely amazing, absolutely amazing. Yeah. Number one. Just move number on to one. number one. I've gone from, it's probably my favourite lyrics on the album, but I think in terms of a whole album. It's, uh, it's by an artist called Jest. The album's called Dragon of an Ordinary Family. I know nothing and about this. Oh, it's like it's heavy like UK hip-hop. It's like the, the beats are kind of... Um, yeah, the beats are old school, MPC kind of beats, and the lyrics are... Like, I think Jest's an interesting one because I think he's, he may have the best lyrics and flow of anyone that hasn't ever blown up. Yep. You know, I think he's... Where's he, where's he originate from, Sam? Uh, from Huddersfield, and then he, he's lived in, he lived in London for ages. And, yeah, it's all, like, um, like Beat Butcher, Michael Parkinson, and, like, like the, right, all the beats okay. are real, like, proper old-school sample beats. And yeah. then the record is, I think, it's like 14, 16 tracks long, and it is Britain now and Britain when it was written, like, I think it's 2000-something. And it, it's just unbelievable. Like, the lyrics, like... His song, song in England is the heaviest tune that I've ever heard. The first time I heard it, I was like, okay, this is a, this is a lot. I've got to make a note. I've got to write How's it spelled? Um, J-E-H-S-T. He's just put a new album out, which is so intense. Like, it's an incredible record, but it's, I mean, uh, yeah, I think Nuke, Nuke Proof Suit and then Dragon of an Ordinary Family took, you know, it takes a long time between records, but Dragon of an Ordinary Family is like British Life 101. And it's like a proper British hip hop record. It's yeah, it's wicked. Like there's there's a few lines on this tune. Kids rock academics, but they're not academic, which I think is wicked. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, and then the devil lies in the houses of parliament. Devil worship or rebel disarmament is the main agenda for the parliamentary member. Send in the toxic avenger, mutant anti-hero, stacked in hero. Move with a band of bandoleros at sub-zero temperature. New clothes for the emperor. Fucking That's hell. great. <laughs> yeah. That is really good. Uh, the, and the whole tune is like, it's a, it's a anti-love song to Britain. It's clearly come from a place of like, you know, the last line is, uh, yeah, they ain't nothing. Yeah, I've still got this love for the place where I'm living, but right now they have nothing great about Britain. 
and it is you know it really is just like a you can tell that the love for the country and the love for the art of what he does drips through the record but there is a resistance to you know his lot in life or our lot in life as British citizens the, the liquor is here, the drugs are here, the football thugs are here. You could get mugged in here, so plug your ear if you don't want to hear the screams from the dungeon to the Huddersfield of Dreams. Fuck hell. <laughs> like, the whole song, the whole song is unbelievable. And it's just like five minutes. And, like, when he does it live, he does it a cappella pretty much. Yeah, and, like, there's some... The, the album's full of bars. Like, it, it is a ridiculously good record. But that, this song, to me, it's... If you wanted, if you wanted to sum up the sound of urban I say urban I mean like concrete urban mm. more than like urban sound concrete urban Britain it is you know it, it is the best I think in the modern era and he and he wrote that what mid 2000s or in yeah, the 2000s I think it was like 2009 maybe yeah there was a large period where I haven't really followed a lot of uh, of UK hip hop and um, I just feel like I've missed a, a bit of a gem there I'll, go, I'll have to go back and listen listen to him because um, you know there was like the likes of people like Skinny Man and stuff like mm. that what, what, what's, cause there was a few things I heard of Skinny Man but he never really sort of blew me away um, what was your thoughts on Skinny Man is that a guy you I listen saw him, to I saw him de- de- jump up a bit at Carnival he's still, oh, got, okay. he's still got a flow yeah you know I think, I think that's the thing to me with, um, with, with British MCs that there's a real pride in the differences yeah. in terms of flow and terms yeah. of how people yeah. scan. Yeah. And you know, Skinny Man was always quick when he was bashing. Like, double timing it. And yeah, that, double yeah. timing and mm. skipping about. And yeah. Because yeah, I think he jumped up when, uh, during, like, Shy has a stage at Carnival. And yeah, he jumped up this year. I think, I think it had been, uh, like, what I'd like, you know, I think with, with Jest in particular is that, that I think... The era that are big now, like your Loyal Carners, probably put Kate Tempest in there. I think mm-hmm. both of them, you know, are huge fans of Jest. Yeah. You know, and I think he's always, like, looked out for people within the scene. Yeah. And he's on that um, high focus record, you know, and I think that, that, that like, is suddenly, you know, that. There's th- there's things coming through off that off high focus. You know, high focus label. is putting out a lot of sh- yeah, uh, strong stuff like Ocean Wisdom's yeah, on Ocean there. Wisdom, that, yeah, I mean that was a top forty record. It's like Jest's on it, Dizzy's on it. Yeah, you know uh, Rodney P's on it. Like you know, and it, but it it's funny, isn't it? Because I think that everyone looks at hip hop as being like the sum of its features now, yeah. and that record you know did come out as you know, but it's high focus having a record in the top forty. Yeah, you know, that's strange. It, it's, yeah. it's, a, it's good. It's, it's big. It's big yeah. for the underground because I think that I, I don't know. I always remember when Radio One did that big weekend in, you know, in Stratford, and or was in Victoria Park. That's right. And you know, in E3, and Jay Z gets up on stage and goes, "London, you look just like New York," and everyone goes crazy, mm-hmm. cheering. You're like, you're in the home, like one of the homes of, of like of, of British wordsmiths. Yeah. You know and. It was also American focused, and I think yeah. that you know Grimes brought you know brought things to the forefront. I think um, and made in the manner Kano that last record, oh, yeah. like, that that record's got some lyrics on it as yeah. well. You Kano's know. a just insanely talented, like, t- you know t-shirt weather in the manner. Yeah, it's genius. Yeah, you know and you know and you know free wheel up like it's just all those references. It's like a history of. You know, from 
you know, rhythm division, peer groove, how, you know, yeah. first 10 years of that. I think, I don't know, we've always revered American lyricists and American artists, but I think that right now in terms of production and in terms of, you know, of lyrics and of, of a sound, Britain's, Britain's leading. It's just, Definitely. Absolutely. I, it I just think feels like it's being stolen by Drake and... Yeah, like, you know, yeah. That last Drake record was just like, I'm going to come to London and I'm going to see how quickly I can find in an album. Yeah. And, you know, he didn't finish any verses, but the production was sick. Mm. And, it, you know, it sounds like London, that trap, that baseline trap yeah. thing. That, you know, London's got to take the credit for that. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's nice, from. you know, it's nice because um, I had a friend who, and me and people got a mutual friend, um, Sam Marshall, and uh, he's a he, lovely bloke and he's been trying to get us into Drake for years mm. and actually more recently I have started listening to him and going actually do you know what he's alright and lyrically he's alright and the beats are pretty cool and actually as a dude I've watched him perform and do sort of NBNA presentations he's quite switched on and it's kind of nice that he's sort of come over here and been like that um, in love with Grime but as you say if it's just phoned in a record then it's kind of like a I find a bit it, easy. I, I, a bit too easy. I think when he's great, I really like Drake, but I, I don't know, sometimes I just want to finish sentence. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, you can tell that he's like, I'll do. <laughs> um, yeah. Do you want to throw an honourable mention in there, mate? Oh, let's throw in something depressing. Uh, cracked, eggs, cracked eggs, dead birds scream as they fight for life. That's uh, a cheery old radio <laughs> head there. I've got uh, street radio spirit, one. but there's loads. The first one I was going to say was "Your Skin Makes Me Cry," which was from Creep. For some reason, that was on. I found a CD in my car the other day that um, I must have burnt off in about 2003. I was like, "Oh, this is a treat." And Creep was on there. I was like, "I haven't heard this for ages." And I always thought that was that was kind of that's kind of poetic in in a sense. Like what you're saying is it's not as direct those ones. They're more theoretical. But you can they? still do it. I love on 15 Steps. It's like you used to be oh, all right. right. What happened? Fucking hell! 15 yeah. Steps is just. An, insane song I haven't heard it for six months I have to listen to that now that lyric so it used to be alright what happened what happened it's just so good because you, you kind of get his <laughs> you know he's doing that but you're like you read it and you're like okay cool he's like, brilliant he's yeah. a, I think he's an underrated lyricist I think he's yeah. massively I think they're so they're such a huge band that people you know don't give him enough credit yeah, for of his course. words but he's yeah. poetic and he's direct oh, maybe because yeah, yeah. there's no so, it's harder to focus on one or the other I think sometimes it just <laughs> gets you know lost I mean? in the enormity of that band yeah, yeah. exactly definitely that mate mm. How about I'm going to frame when I'm king you'll be first against the wall with oh. your opinion which is of no consequence at all what's that <laughs> <laughs> love them love them Sam you got any more you want to throw in I don't know really I think for me, for me like at the moment there's a you know, there's a. I've been come. I've come back to that Boys and Girls of America, that Hold Steady record. Like I, I miss the show. I'll say gutted. And just that. I mean, I, I love a record that sounds like a moment in time yeah. or a place. Yeah. And yeah, like that. That Boys and Girls of America, that record has got some ridiculously good lyrics on. Yeah. And yeah, just concepts. You know, like the like Chips Ahoy. Just the you know the idea of. Uh, you know, using meeting somebody that's good at knowing how to place bets, they know they're always going to back winners. That kind of backdrop yeah, as a context. Yeah. But having a whole album about barroom songs, <laughs> like I've been, I've been, it's weird. Sometimes I just come back to a record and I can't stop hammering it. And you know that, you know, sucking off each other at the demonstration. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but it's just 
If boys and girls of America they have such a sad time together. <laughs> <laughs> but like so uplifting and that air punching and yeah, it's a good, that that's where I'm you know, that's what I'm listening to a lot of the moment. Yeah. I think that, that that's an album of great lyrics. Pie Bold um did an album I think could we we are the only friends that we have and that's got some unbelievable lyrics. There's uh a song called Monkey versus Robot, which is just a really good like nine to five man versus machine kind of song. Yep. That's a that's a great album as well. Like there's that. a bit he's he's like a school teacher and he's talk there's like a skit in between like on you know like on um, miseducation where the kids are talking talking about love. <laughs> and then there's one where he's just talking to the class and he goes, Now you're gonna sing like you've got an A on your report card <laughs> and just comes in with like it's the kids singing and yeah, it's a brilliant record. So before we before we finish, so Sam, you're on a get cape, wear cape, fly again. Yeah. What's the thinking behind that? Well, I thought I'd be able to change name, and I wasn't able to, so I went back to it. Okay. I really don't like the name. I right. think it's a weird one. I think it dated. I think I don't know. It, it's difficult. The older I get, the more I'm like, yeah, that's the name of what I spend my whole yeah. life doing. Um. And also, uh, truthfully, like, I was ready to leave it aside, and then it was 10-year anniversary of Chronicles, and we did the end of South End Pier. And it's like relearning that whole album. I thought, what am I doing? I need to do this again. Yeah. yeah. So it's, yeah, it's just like freshening it up. Yeah. And then knowing that I was into the idea of having a name, I suddenly had loads of songs that I play on the acoustic guitar but do nothing with, yeah. that I just left being like, oh, that would have been a good Get Cape song. Realising, uh, and then it's just a new band, and also, like... I love playing with the horn section and I love playing some of those songs that it just got too much to not do it. Yeah. Yeah, so just, um, yeah, back on that and really excited actually. Got loads of shows coming up. Um, down yeah. Chinnery is in May, which is going to be cool. Yeah. The first Get Cape Shane Chinnery is in like six, seven years. Nice. Yeah, nice, nice hometown one and yeah, festivals and new album and all that. And so... If people want to find out, what, 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 where are you on, on social media? What's, where, where can people find out more? I'm on Facebook, forward slash Get Cape, Where Cape Fly. And at For Get Cape, or Forget Cape, on Twitter. Um, I don't really self-promote too much. Yep. But, uh, so probably the best thing to do is, I've uh, got a new album out, Young Adult. And yep. that's on all the usual places where you'll find and music. And on all platforms. And can people uh, tweet in? And let's hear some of your favourite lyrics. Yep. Let's get some of those and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll link you into that, Sam, and yeah, we'll, we'll hear what people have got. Absolutely. Yeah. Sam, it's been really nice. Yeah, I've loved it. Thanks for having me. Man, Excellent, mate. Absolute pleasure, dude. Are you going to stick about and hear some... Uh, <laughs> Should we get hammered? <laughs> some get some, the, some uh, biscuits. Let's get the death charges on, <laughs> on the go. What's that Perno, uh, Perno and Lager thing? The blackcurrant? A Rodney. Yeah, Rodney, maybe. Okay. Yeah. Two yeah, Rodneys. A couple of those and... <laughs> Kill <laughs> me off the floor. Brilliant. We're bang on morning view and we're just, uh, yeah, we'll have a little rock out. <laughs> Sam, thanks ever so much, mate. You. There you have it. The lovely Sam Duckworth. Boom. Oh. Slam Duckworth. Absolutely. What a nice fella. Yeah. Um, hope you enjoyed that. Uh, big thanks again to Sam for coming to the Pink Toothbrush and doing that. Um, big thanks to 76 for producing this and a big shout out and love to Brad Acton who does all our video content. And we'll see you on the next one. Laters. Peace. It's a drunken soiree in the within. Chris and Stu present our core listing, the podcast.